0: Welcome to episode eight hundred and ninety nine of I am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to. 800, episode 899 of I'm Talk with Coach
1: John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm all right. How about yourself? Top of the morning. You're going your hair out? That's a code word for saying I need a haircut, is it? No,
0: no. Uh, hey, I like the long
1: hair.
0: Oh, yeah. I, 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 how about you don't get a haircut for the rest of the year?
1: Not happening. <laughs> Malay is not an option. Have you ever I, had long hair? No. no. You've once in your life. No. I, d- I just look at these young kids is, is the Malay Just a New Zealand thing Or nah, is it worldwide nah, Everything's,
0: everything's homo- homogenised nowadays Oh those kids Look so stupid Oh but when you're a kid You're meant to look stupid Yeah You t- know you want to look back When you're in your 50s And go Yeah I look like an idiot But you laugh at it And you enjoy it Yeah You know Does well, Tom have a Malay No he does not would you, Well if he came home
1: What would you say You're out
0: <laughs> See you <all> right. out <laughs> Get You're, a you're job. in the pool
1: shed Don't come back. (laughs) Home talk is proudly brought to you by... Our awesome patrons. We've got Adrian Projectileberry. Martin Wallyweight. And we've got
0: Christopher Little J Swan. Again, this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a hot topic. We've got a quiz question. Uh, pro week, John's losing weight journey. John's losing weight journey. It's November. <laughs> and then Bevan's setting goals. It's a topic I want to talk about. And then uh, we of the week questions and answers. So let's dig into the news. Not a huge amount. But got to say, the female times in Florida... We're very slow in comparison to
1: the men's. Uh, f- what are we thinking here? We're uh, 45, f- f- 50 minutes-ish, f- 48 minutes. That's pretty regular. It's course records. Can't be too harsh on the Bevan. Jeez. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. I've looked at the wrong race.
0: Yes. Was it, was it Portugal the week before? It was Portugal the week before. I was doing my notes today. I looked at Portugal first. So the girls were an hour behind the boys. Yeah, that's that's
1: pushing it out of the boat. Yeah, Um,
0: yep. That's why I looked at the wrong race. Yep, so...
1: And to be fair, in defence of Marjolene Perrier, who did win that race, uh, that was her first ever iron-distance race. Yeah, Yeah, but but an hour is pretty... An hour is a bit slow.
0: Nowadays we expect about 40, 45, don't we? Yeah,
1: so this, this weekend at Ironman Florida, it was... Twenty six plus twenty two, so forty eight minutes. SkyMonch was behind Rudy von Berg, but uh, both set course records. Some amazingly fast times. Look at this: the top eleven men went under
0: eight hours. I know.
1: Uh, Is that a first? At a maybe, I don't even think like a rote or something like that. Top ten. Where eleventh place, you go. (laughs) You get no money. You get no money, and uh, come on, and you go sub eight.
0: Yeah, 759.17.
1: So let's give a bit of love to Martin Ulio. Is it chilly? Uh, Peru, Peru maybe? Okay. Yep. Here's a quiz. Here's your, your early quiz question. It's so, chilly. Oh, man, I it. Yeah, white, no, oh, it's no point me explaining that. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. Red stripe below, white stripe on top, blue in the top corner with a little star in it. He was 10th out of the swim. He did 50-46. He was 6th fastest on the bike with a 4.03. Holy crap balls. And then he ran a 2.58, so relatively speaking, but bit slow on the run. He was 19th fastest for a 7.59.17. 11th place, no prize money. Look
0: at Matt, look, Matt Henson's run time. So Matt Hanson
1: got 4th with a 2.34 run. Hmm. So, Rudy von Berg took out the race pretty convincingly. Geez,
0: that's, a, that's a, a great triathlete
1: performance, isn't it? Yeah, 50 44 on the swim, 4 hours 31 on the bike, and 238 on the run uh, for 7 34 41 in front of Kasper Sepniak from Poland and Matthew Marquet in third place. Pretty, pretty good close racing, you know, between second and sixth, only seven minutes covering it, only eight minutes back to. uh, Seventh in Camworth, you know, improves his run, does a 244, but he's still down in seventh place. Good old Matt
0: Henson got off the bike in 14th place, ran down to fourth, so that's a good effort.
1: Uh, Female sight, equally impressive at the front of the race was Sky Monch, who dominated a bit like Rudy Von Berg did. Uh, 58 minute swim, 423 on the bike, and then a 254 run for an 822 28. Very impressive, but also India Lee, uh, really good performance by her, she was second out of the swim, third fastest on the run for an 8.31, and Jocelyn McCauley just a couple of minutes back in third place, um, looks like, I'm thinking those two probably came off the bike together, in fact, all the front three probably came off the bike uh, pretty one, yeah. close together, yep. so um Became a riding yeah. race. Good, good racing, top three there. So um, it
0: turns out Race Ranger was working at that race, so we're assuming there was pretty
1: good around the drafting? It's going to be fascinating to, to hear this. I've got a little bit of inside stuff on that, which I'm not, not sharing, but um, when this stuff goes, comes out because what happens is what do you mean what's going to be fascinating well so the way race ranger was working at this event um was what the the referees were getting information communicated to them so what we had previously is it's kind of just just indicating between you and me it's been athlete led so you know you'll know if you're in the draft zone because your lights will be flashing uh, the different colors that they flash so it's kind of athlete led and i think that's Worked really well, yep. but now what the next step is was relaying it to the race officials, and then they can do information. You know, they can go and bust people on the fly. And um, saying that,
0: there's not that many officials out there. I suppose at the front of the pack for the pros, there yeah. will be. Mm. Yeah. So,
1: but this was it was only on the pros, um, but then. Post-race, then you can delve into the data even more and find out who's who's been sitting in particular positions for, for long periods. So there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, but
0: will they penalise
1: post-race? Well, it won't penalise post-race, so but there? you could potentially, you know, you could be blacklisted a little bit going, it's a bit like... Um, Drug testing and stuff, you know, you get if you get some inside gossip on certain people and so on, you then they might investigate them a little bit further. If if somebody looked at this particular IMA mean, Florida event and saw. This guy was sitting inside the draft zone cool. for significant periods of the race. Zone, right, yeah. um, then maybe we should watch him a little bit closer at the next race. Yeah. So it could be you know a little bit more targeted, which I think would be fantastic. Um, bad news if you're that drafting athlete that's, that's yeah. sitting on the boundary. Especially
0: for, with Race Ranger, you're being told you're drafting. Yeah. You know, admittedly, these people with blatant cheats, but you know, there, there is a fine line. There is that kind of murky place in between as well, where maybe you're a little bit close. But if you've got mm. Race Ranger on your bike, it's saying, hey. You're currently in the drive zone, so get out.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, what this, they
0: should do is have an annoying beep.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the one thing's the light flashing. Yeah. When your bike is beeping, everyone's yeah. going to be around you going, yeah. get off that wheel, you yeah. cheating brick. And annoying as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, leave me alone. Ah, <laughs> oh, go. But we should we should pitch that to them. Yep. Uh Anyway, there was a bike and overall course records here, and a male run course records. So well done to Sky Monch and Rudy von Berg for those records, and to Matt Hansen for the run course record. Uh, there was only three slots. Um, well, not only three slots is pretty reasonable. Per sex. Uh, per six. Um, but good old Magnus live, you know, arguably. arguably, is one of the fastest athletes in the world, especially with that rope performance. He dipped down to fifth place, so he's going to have to go and do a race somewhere else in the world to get a qualifying slot, I guess, although unless he gets one automatically from world champs uh, and maybe he needed to validate. Mm, Can't remember the rules on that. Anyway, if he didn't, got to go and do another one. Okay, well, you
0: look like you've found a race that seems pretty extreme over the weekend. The extreme race was the Olympus Man Extreme. Well, tell me about it, John. Well, Bevan, have I got a race for you? Oh, here we go.
1: Do you want to go get a podium somewhere? Well, the thing is, I'm getting the operation in December. So yep. by next year, yep, I'll do. Okay, well, this race, like I, I couldn't find the results for this year. It was held over the weekend. Now, they do have a half, and they get pretty good turnout in the half, but they have a, you know, a Extreme race as well, which is Extreme Ironman, which we're these days really familiar with. Yep. But uh, what last about year series, remember there was a worry? Remember, remember when uh, I think it's still on. Yeah, um, remember there was a you know like there was it, a. It, it's kind of not really a series; it's more a collaboration of events that you can brand yourself as. I'll, I'll do a bit of research yeah, on that. minute. yeah, because it was kind of the big thing for a moment, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, anyway, last year you could have got in the top three. You could have got third. Well, point. You got to finish it. got to finish it yeah. and uh, i think the year before was pretty similar so they get a good turnout now so it's in um cyprus it looks like a really cool venue to go and race you're in really Barren areas on the run. Uh, the bike has got like 4,000 meters of climbing, and I'm sure in that part of the world uh, the swim is beautiful as well. It's funny
0: when you download the results, two names
1: are on it. Yeah, it's so John Byrne, and it looks like it on their Facebook page. John Byrne took it out last year, yep. did 1547, an hour of oh, swim. John, Eight, yep.
0: This year, four athletes you may not get the bike.
1: Oh, bugger that. Yep. So he took it out last year in 1547. Uh, John was down again to race this year. Yes. No, on their Facebook page, it looks like he did it again. Okay. So, if you want to get a podium, go and check out this race. It's cool. So, the
0: bike course has 5,000 metres of ascending.
1: Oh, was it five? I, was, I thought it was four, but that's four thousand nine hundred eight twenty. 4,920. Okay, that's closer to four. Yeah, yeah, we'll round that bad <laughs> boy up. Yeah, <laughs> up. <laughs> what about uh, the run? Let's have a look at the run. The run. The run's quite up and down 1, as well. 1,000 metres or
0: 920 metres. So, you basically climb in 6,000 metres.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of climbing. So if you want to check it out, uh, it's called the Olympus Man Triathlon and the website is uh, activatecypress.com or you can find it through k226.com. So... sounds like a lot of fun. Okay John is there anything happening in the short course world? Well I think I said last week I think the year is pretty much done and dusted but it appears there is still a bit of racing going on uh, sort of in South America and there was a little bit still going in Asia so still a few weeks of that to go. Looking forward to this weekend because what we're going to see hopefully in a World Cup race in Chile is uh, Katie Zaveras against Gwen Jorgensen. So The two mums who are on the comeback um, Gwen Jorgensen's comeback has obviously been been a lot more protracted than um, than Katie Zavaris. Um but Katie Zaviris has definitely not got back to that same level um, that she was pre-baby and in, in Gwen Jorgensen's uh, on the rise. So this Zavaris could be quite go to the interesting because she was quite a good athlete, wasn't she? She got third, didn't she? I'm sure she got third. Okay. she got a medal anyway. Yep. I'm, I'm almost positive. Um, so yeah, this this American team is going to be a very interesting one to watch on the female side.
0: Okay, let's get into the discussion of the week. So the discussion of the week is what will Man need to do to get you watching their new professional series? And interestingly, that post that we've got later on, is that, is that the post about the payment? Was that earlier? When did you do that at the end of the show? I'm not sure. Um, the Instagram post.
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, where did I see that?
1: You're dreaming. You're dreaming. Did you're you ever, you're Instagram- dreaming. Oh, I've done the very bottom of the page. Oh.
0: Yeah, you, you put it there. Did I? Yeah, Instagram post. Okay, this is a, a topical, oh, okay. This is yep. a topical to talk about right now. So, someone put on Instagram. Um, it was on on your left. On your left, triathlon. Um, someone had put a post up regarding how much the payment had been. For no,
1: the, no, no, no. I'll, I'll explain this. So, if yeah, the, the, this year, next year, there's this new series that's yep. happening for Iron Man. And no, this year people did not race strategically whatsoever because the series didn't exist. However. If it had existed. What um, the
0: the payments would have been for the end of year
1: bonus. And and the athletes that that would have uh, got those payments is not really a reflection of the top athletes in our sport. But... That's because the series wasn't here. But so th- this year on the females' mayor uh, stage, Nielsen would have t- taken home two hundred thousand dollars. Sky Munch would have been second with one hundred and thirty. Laura Phillip would have been third with eighty five, and it would have dropped down to Lucy Charles Barkley and tenth with ten thousand dollar bonus at the end of the year. So you know, out of the top ten on the rankings, which would have got the big money on the World Triathlon New Ironman Series, um, there's probably only you'd say four of the big hitters in there. Um, probably only three, really. Say Lucy, Charles, Barkley, Chelsea, Sodaro, Cat Matthews, and Laura Phillips are so four of your big, big hitters that we probably all talked about pre pre Kona. So um, yeah, that was uh, interesting. On the boys' side, Matt Hanson would have taken it out. Sam Long second, uh, and the, the top. There's like none of the big hitters are in the boys. Really. Well, this was
0: really interesting, wasn't it? Was that. Obviously, these, you know, it's going to be completely different because people target these races moving forward, looking for mm. the bonus. Well, I thought I did have, is it worth saying Konda doesn't count?
1: Um. Why would you do that? Well, because it's
0: very top-heavy of the payment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so if we look at, like, if you go past 10th, you're getting 5,000 bucks. Yeah. So it's kind of nothing. Whereas a PGO, it pays pretty deep in the bonus, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, like, if you get 20th, you're still getting a Decent chunk of change. I just want to see, to see somebody co- compare all these races. Um, this this time next year will be really interesting to see uh, Ironman series. Um, PTO. PTO. And then total total prize money in terms of across across all events will be No, because really the reason I'm saying
0: lose Kona because you make a lot of money in Kona anyway. Mm-hmm. And I get it that, you know what, you should be rewarded. But if the Kona winner gets a, a disproportionate ranking number, so they're basically going to Pretty much guarantee top five in the payment as well, mm. and I get it. You could, you could I, I people are gonna say, you know, what they they should get it, but if we're trying to fund younger athletes coming up, should a we not pay them maybe so much?
1: I don't think that's that's not the objective though. The objective is to try to, racing, to, to, yeah. to, to stop people doing PTO and keep them loyal to to Ironman. Uh, so I I think given the athletes race relatively infrequently, um I think you couldn't really cut out cut out Kona so yeah it was a good good um, little post so if you want to go check it out that's uh, on your left um, on Instagram they posted a little while ago um, just crunched try, the numbers I so I've said to Torsten you need to go crunch these numbers some more but it's not really going to mean anything until next year because someone like a Joe Skipper um, who incidentally didn't race at the weekend because he had, poor old Joe Skipper he like had this medical incident where it sounds like he just couldn't speak and just like oh, really? lost it and uh is he okay he's, it sounds like he's okay um so apparently he's done a little youtube thing on what what actually happened but um he was supposed to be racing florida last weekend but someone like him who goes oh this new series yeah i'm not doing pto i'm focusing yeah. on this highly likely that he would be high up in the rankings.
0: Well the 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 top ten this year or next year will be completely different because the Joe skippers, those who aren't necessarily so good at the the half distance or the seventy point three or the PTO distance, who kind of been screwed by PTO, hmm. um, can now actually there's a there's a pathway for them as well. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Okay, so this week's discussion going back to it was what would Iron Man need to do to get us watching their series? So Scott Horns has got limit the commercials, we all get it, but find a better way to show the race while ads run in the corner, etc. PTO does a great job of behind the scenes footage leaving leading into the race, so mimic that and uh, that would be preferable.
1: Scott Morrison, I'll always watch it, but I'll never get my family to watch it because it's such a long program. I think if Man could do a 30 to 60 minute highlight program soon after the race, then this would be something that the normal person would watch and get them into the sport. Bicycle racing does this very well with 30 minutes race summaries are available soon after the race broadcast. I watch them all the time.
0: Tim Swatson's got Uh, Live in-race metrics, data tracking a la the Cycle Grand Tours, more than just one-time splits of athletes crossing random tiny nets.
1: Dave Fletcher, make highlight shows, nice. Um, George Samuel, decent video production plus good commentary plus consistently stacked fields would get me interested. If it's a B tier, athletes at each race, I wouldn't be interested. Uh,
0: Rob Dalymore's got more reliable and regular splits covering some of the athletes back down the field which
1: are impacting the race. In banks, just ensuring that the top athletes are racing will be enough for me.
0: Christine McKinley, uh, who gave me a recommendation for my dentist, and I got in with Christine, I got, got to your boss, which is good. Uh, show
1: <laughs> have, us you, have you got to drive for the West Coast to get it? No, 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 old place. Because But um, cause I went somewhere else. Don't go, told go you Michelle, I... I was there last week. Where's See? Michelle? Look, look, my teeth. Nice. was where, Michelle? She's at the little place where Chrissy used to be.
0: Oh, Chrissy, get Michelle or her boss. Right. So I went for the boss. Right. Got the boss. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, Show us what's happening from the fifth place back again at Kona. While watching, I had no idea who was behind the leaders or what was happening, and that's often where another race is happening behind the front of the race. Also, less of a more team moves and other lame sponsor propaganda injected every
1: five minutes. A few people have sort of had a go at the commentators, and I think if you put a different set of commentators in, People are still going to have a go at yeah, them. It's, like, it's a hard day. People complain about the Ironman commentators. People complain about the guy um, who was on the PTO, PTO stuff. You complain about something else. Yeah, you're not. You're not going. Who's the best that. commentator? Marinda um, Carfrey. right? She, uh, was
0: she a commentator? She's a, no, no, she is. But she's so you need the hype, the feeder, mm. and you need the expert. Yeah. So she's the best expert. Best, best, best expert.
1: Her and Craig Alexander yep. are outstanding. Um, and then the best commentator. I don't know if it would work for long course, but the Super League guy um is, is yeah. really good. Yeah, it's a different game, but isn't different, it? different it's a different game. It's Test cricket against
0: 2020, isn't it? Mm. Okay, John got I'd watch, but it does not mean I'm paying attention. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's often away. It um
1: we'll watch it anyway, but it would be nice to have less ads, more coverage of second through tenth, on screen tracker and race ranger.
0: Robert Bailey's got boom boom Bailey's got nothing. The start list will be considering I will be good considering the money on offer, good start, list, interesting race, me watching.
1: Cool, Last one I'll do is a bit negative, uh, Raymond Malig says, nothing, it's a dying sport. <laughs> if mainstream sports are losing viewership, what more uh, What more to Ironman? No offence to many, but in my opinion, Ironman in its race format is boring. I have so much respect for the commentators doing seven to hour, eight hours of talking slash covering with no action happening on the screen. Who would watch long exercise? That's mental. <laughs> Got some good points here, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is sport dying? Like, it's an interesting question. It's a dying sport. If mainstream sports are losing
1: viewership, is that true? Well, it maybe depends where you're Does you Thomas watch what? Not really, no. Uh, he watched, no. He watches cycling. I don't know. It's really variable. So my family at the moment will sit there and watch um, two hours of uh, Formula One plus qualifying and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Formula One's pretty Except tedious. for when you have a crash. Yeah relatively boring to watch yeah. especially the win. like you know who's going to win at least the yeah. crashes um whereas yeah i don't watch. i'm not watching much sport these days i mean watching little bits and pieces and stuff
0: but I, i'm still like middle in, in the kind of winter sports season i'm a big sport watcher i'll, I'll mm. probably watch two games a league a weekend and maybe old game of rugby i do like watching cricket if it's yeah. i'm not big on 2020 but mm. i'll watch a couple of hours of the test is on or, or a 20 um uh, one day I've like got a Friday night. I love watching a bit of sport.
1: Mm. You know? But if, your family, if you've got family and stuff, it's probably better things you should be doing with your time. And In your case, you haven't got yeah. kids running no. around and stuff. No. And so should I be sitting there watching three hours of sport or should I be doing... Yeah. Engaging with the kids somehow or doing something oh, like definitely, sport. Yeah, definitely sport, <laughs> definitely sport,
0: definitely sport. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, I'm I'm an old generation now because I'm not into my phone mm. in a big way, and I'm not spending time on TikTok and all those things. So I'm very much out of touch um, on that form of things. But yeah, our sports losing numbers.
1: Mm. Yeah. I I mean, I love cricket. I love watching all sports, but I'm just prioritising time elsewhere these days. Yeah. Uh, so for me, but for
0: me, it's time of day on a Friday mm. night. Eight, seven, eight o'clock game on I'm watching it. Hmm. You know, if it was the middle of the day, I wouldn't be watching it I'm hmm. too busy, but
1: yeah, uh, so for me in terms of uh, what would Iron Man need to do to get me to watch this new pro series? realistically it's not happening <laughs> the only thing that they can do for me I would say is a one hour highlights package um, as soon as possible after the race um, much like they do in, in in other sports a few people mentioned cycling there that's what I do with cycling I'm not watching five hours of cycling but I'll be boom straight on watching that 30 minute highlights package uh, as soon as I can after the race so that's what it would be for me one hour highlights package the morning after the race or for us in the time zone, and or I've got
0: to say that that's been pretty disappointing in the last two World Championships because unfortunately I wasn't really able to watch yeah. much of either of them, and in trying to do prep for my show. Mm. It was impossible, mm. and even there wasn't even like a ten-minute package, you know. And this is like, well, we record normally two days or a day after Italy, yeah. But if you could have a, like if they, they had an hour package, maybe I would have been onto it like like. Something along to it. But,
1: but yeah, PTO we're doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, they were great. The problem is these days, you know the result, but even then, you're probably only to, if, if you can avoid it, you probably know the winner, but you won't necessarily know how the race panned out. So that's it for me. It's like an hour highlights package. I am not watching an eight-hour Ironman more than maybe once a year. I'll watch Kona, yeah. uh, and even then, probably won't watch eight hours. How many times have you watched all Kona?
0: Um, if,
1: I've never I've never watched eight hours straight. I, have I a would have times. watched. A few fairly big chunks where I've done a tr- trainer session and yeah, coming gone. I, I a bit. think
0: twice I've watched the whole day, mm. other than when we we're there. Um, and then there's been a few times when I've yeah. I I'll, I'll normally get four, three or four hours. In.
1: You know, um, The other things I need to do for me to, to keep me engaged is have more top pros like Rennie, who are really qualified to speak what it's like to be inside the particular race. More gap differentials on the screen and how that's changing. So instead of just having the splits up the side saying this is the current split, this is what it was like at the 10k mark, 20k mark, 30k mark, consistent timing mats for splits. So not having them randomly. It's like have something standardised. Like every 10 kilometres, or whatever the distance is, at every race, we're getting a split. So you know when those splits are coming. Which is
0: interesting, really, because I can't imagine... Now, admittedly across an Ironman, it's quite a lot of mats. It's but, not difficult to do. But they're not that expensive, are they?
1: No, it's not difficult to do. When you're pulling in, yeah. the amount of money they are, it's not difficult at all. And Some they can buy their are. own systems. So a lot of people are saying, oh, we want this live tracking all the way around the course. As we've heard, I think it was Torsten maybe we were talking to. Easier said than done. But to put down timing mats is not difficult. No. Um, and then one thing that I thought would be quite cool is to try, probably more an Ironman, not half Ironman, try to do some live interviews on the fly. You'd need to talk to the athletes beforehand and they may not want to do it at all. The problem but, with that
0: is, and I get what you're saying, but the problem with that is, athletes can be boring. It's like looking at a halftime in rugby and stuff, they give you
1: nothing. Yeah. Again, you might do it in a slightly targeted way. It's a bit like with Super League; they had they were talking to the, the managers of the teams. Yep. They had nothing to add, but it just added another voice in there rather yep. than having continuous uh, commentary. So you might only get a couple of words. You know, it might be going along next to Lionel Sanders. How was the bike ride, Lionel? Ah, oh, bloody hell, it was windy. Um, yep. Maybe just get a few words, move on. Um, but it'd just be kind of cool.
0: You'd have to target the right athletes. You target the right yeah, athletes because because a lot of it. Oh, you know, it's going to plan.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, and you, you'd need to time it. You'd, you'd have your person out there on the bike going, Lionel, can we have a couple of words? But and before you go live yeah. and then switch them and then boom, you're away. Yeah. Um, that was about all I had. But realistically, I'm not watching it. I'm keen to watch highlights.
0: Well, I think your answer of the one-hour package is the key because mm. most people aren't going to watch an awful Ironman. No.
1: you know, th- Unless you're on the train not doing a workout. Yeah,
0: and even then, you're probably not going to watch eight hours of it. Mm. So... You know, like, at the end of the day, the, the, the product's never really that appealing to a big market. Mm. So it's how quickly can you get the appealing product to the market? And really, in a perfect world, because on an eight-hour race, you could have 90% of it edited by mm. the end of the run. Totally. You know, so, and then, you, realistically, imagine if, like, two hours later, mm. they had an hour package on, on YouTube. Mm. You know, and you woke up in the morning, or you didn't watch the race, and you get on, you jump on and watch it. Mm-hmm. And they did in a real, you know, and they captured the moments. Mm. Um. It'd be pretty cool to do.
1: Yeah. they I mean, they'd put tiny little snippets up on Facebook and stuff occasionally. And mm. like, here's the first person out of the swim. Yeah. Not, not quite doing There's it. There's no context me. either.
0: Mm. You do need commentators to read context. Mm. So, so overall, I think the answer is not much they can do other than giving us good highlight packages after the fact. And more data. People want more data. They do. Yep. Yeah. yep definitely okay this week's discussion is excluding power meters and smart trainers what's the best item of technology hardware or software that you have purchased over the last few years
1: the reason I came up with this is, <laughs> this ties in a little bit with my uh, dieting right? later, yep. later on, I, said, I probably should get a decent set of scales and so I just looked at like those Garmin scales you can get and I was like what's the story you know? of them Oh, well, they'll tell you fat percentages. They'll tell you all the, okay. all the different things on there. It's like, How good me? are they? Are they, like, are they I, I've never really used them, so I don't know. And that's why I was doing a teensy bit of research. Where did did you go DC Raymaker? Couple, couple yeah, he had them on there. A couple of hundred bucks. And I was like, do I really want that <laughs> or not? So anyway, I was just interested if outside of power meters, cause everyone's going to say I bought a power meter or I bought a smart train. It was the best thing I got. Um, but what else is there technology-wise that you guys have bought that was really useful for... Whatever, motivating you, um, helping your performance, any part of it.
0: Again, John's quiz question. Okay, quiz question. John, it's a good one.
1: I don't know if I can answer this. I think I've got yeah. Who finished fifth at the men's and women's world triathlon, a uh, world Ironman Iron Man. championships this year? So Nice for the boys, and I was the Germans, wasn't Hawaii it? for the females. Uh, I'm not so sure. So who finished fifth at the world champs this She's year?
0: She's females on like three weeks ago.
1: I know think I might have the females. Let me think. Mm. Uh, ta, 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 ta. But it is tricky.
0: Mm. Okay, we're going to do Pro of the Week. We'll do Pro of the
1: Week. Pro no, of, of the Week.
0: week. <laughs> okay, we're looking at two pros this week. We're One ma- pro. Oh no, sorry, Mark Dubrick. Dubrick. And then Mark Dubrick, where's he from?
1: He's from America. And he, the reason I thought of having him as the Pro of the Week is he finished second at the weekend at 70.3 Los Cabos. Unfortunately, getting outrun by uh, Jason West, who's just, uh, man, if you're in a, an event anywhere in the world these days, <laughs> you're going to be going, I need five minutes on Jason West to even be remotely um, you know what? safe. Be- Oh, no, that's the girls. I went to the girls. There's only one
0: minute difference. And
1: if you're, I don't know, he doesn't do Man, but yeah, you need a big lead on Jason West to be uh Well, this is phenomenal in this
0: race. Now, admittedly, the field's not. Oh, no, they're
1: pretty decent. That's a pretty decent field.
0: Yeah, but it's not the greatest field, but it's a no. strong field. But he ran five minutes faster than anybody else, basically mm. four and a half minutes faster than anybody else. Anybody. So
1: anyway, anyway, we weren't going to focus on him too much. It's Mark Dubrick. He's currently ranked uh, 48th in the world. He'll probably jump up a little bit after uh, the weekend's results, I would imagine. Um, he's 6th ranked in the swimming, 122 on the bike. That bike needs some work because <laughs> then he's 7th on the run. Um, he's 72 kgs, 182 centimetres tall. I think he's about... 28 years old so he's pretty new to the sport Well, he's done short course for, for for a while and he is trying to make it to paris but i think he's maybe given up the ghost on that because uh doesn't look like he's done a lot of short course racing of late so i kind of get the feeling that maybe he gave that away at the start of this year but prior to that he's done quite a bit of short course racing now this dude is a fantastic swimmer fantastic runner um but doesn't quite get it together but, on but the bike. But so in saying that,
0: John, if you're a coach and you had an athlete coming up to you who had a potential career in front of them, you'd want them to be those two, wouldn't you? Like the cycling's the one that, you, mm. you know, so, like it's the easiest one to gain.
1: It is the easiest one to gain. And especially if you know he was going down the short course path, that's by far the easiest place to, to yeah. be. Um, the bike, yeah, it still matters, but it's by far the, the least. But as you go longer and longer, then the bike does yeah. come more and more into play because it's, A, it's, you're going to lose time. but and b, spend more time on it more time on it and you're just going to start eating into your run performance if you bike hard and perform badly um, do you think he needs to put balance? on weight
0: because he's, he's literally he's my height he's a little bit higher than me so at 182 yeah and he's 72k when I was doing Ironman now really I've, I've always had I'm, I've never been like I'm, I've am i got big muscles if you know what I mean if that's a good way of putting it not, not in proportion to a bodybuilder but for mm. an athlete I was 77, when I used to get to 77 and 76, I looked like a (laughs) Skeletor, He's
1: 72. Yeah.
0: So he must be, need to put on a bit of power in those legs.
1: Yeah, but he performed pretty well at the weekend. I saw a little, I I went onto his Instagram and he said he was stoked with how he rode, but it did uh, cost him a little bit on the run. But at this particular race, you know, he rode, you know, minutes slower than the likes of uh, Jason West and Eric Lagerstrom, who are not, you know, top of the top in terms of cycling. But maybe it's starting to make some progress. So it is relatively recent that he's transferred across from short course. So he did, the last um, World Triathlon event he did was in April this year and since then it looks like he's pretty much gone to long course. So maybe he got the tap on the shoulder going it's not looking very good for you to make it to um Olympics. to paris so why don't you try something else
0: it's interesting if you go to the world champs you
1: got seventh so he got
0: top 10 in the 70.3 world champs this year hmm. so and it was a really good performance but again it was the bike so he it was quite a close racing so he got eighth in the world Champs. sorry uh and a 338 now he was basically about three of, you know, from the top guys he was like six minutes slower than the bike And if he was six minutes faster on the bike, and a lot of what ifs here, but he would have kind of got, he would have got second
1: or third. And when I look at, um, he did 70.3 in Oregon earlier this year. He finished in fourth place, he ran a 109.15 uh, compared really? to Lionel Sanders' 111 and Trevor Foley, who's also a great runner, at 114. Like a smoking uh, run. So he was first in the swim, first on the run, but 13th fastest on the bike, losing eight minutes to Lionel Sanders. So I think he's definitely a name to watch out for because as Bevan rightly pointed out, the bike is easier of the three, yeah. area and he's still relatively new to being sort of full time on the circuit um, and he can compromise a bit of speed
0: in the run if he can get that bike up can't he mm. you know if he loses a couple of minutes he's still going to be one of the quickest runners out there yeah so his to, seventh rank
1: name to look out for Good, obviously, the Americans will be cheering nice and hard um, because they've uh, got another sort of name on the rise. And it looks like he does a podcast as well with Ben Canute. Uh, he did win Escape from Alcatraz earlier this year. Yeah. And that's a, that's a real good feather in your cap. Swims and runs like a beast. Bikes should come along. It's um, so definitely a name to look at. And young enough.
0: For. 28? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Got
0: another good seven or eight years in front of him. Yeah. If he's like Fredino, he's going to have 12 years. Just keep on
1: years. going. Yeah. Yeah. Fredino has officially retired now, hasn't he? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I saw on social media you got some Legends of Sport award. Maybe I think it was in Germany. Something okay. like that. the oh, so Legend
0: there, of Sport? Yeah. Okay, John. Let's go to John's weight loss journey.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So where are you? Where, where are you at right now? Let's let's establish well, some things.
1: I'm somewhat reluctant to do this because <laughs> people take things to the extreme. To the extreme. And like some when I say eat less or I don't eat much some people are going to go I'm not going to eat all day so please take this with a grain yeah, yeah, of salt yeah. because I'm still
0: this is a sharpening up thing you're not massively overweight
1: yeah Yeah. so um precursors uh, if you're going to go on a diet still make sure you eat healthy big focus for me still have plenty of vegetables iron and calcium an absolute key so make sure you keep doing that uh, yeah and as Bevan said I'm not overweight you're I, far from it I'm far from it I'm not uh, obsessed by it but when I sit down I got a bit of, quite a bit of jelly belly hanging over the belt. So what you say
0: so is there a number like how many kg?
1: No, not a number. It's really just a, a, a flab grab yep. um and just feeling good about. It. I've never had a six pack six pack. Don't think I'm ever going to have a six pack. Don't I mean, I wouldn't mind having a six pack, but it's not a motivator for me. I just I do get concerned again while this topic is you see these people that are really lean and cut, and they go, "I need to lose some weight," and I'm like, "No, you don't. (laughs) You're fine. If you want to lose some muscle mass, I kind of get that."
0: I like the range. You know what range? Mm. Now, really I never jump on scales. I don't think probably the last ten years I've been on scales twice. So, Mm. like, I never jump on scales. I just always seem to same same weight. Um, But it's that kind of idea of a range. What range am I happy with? Hmm. You know, so right now you're out of the range.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Totally. And um, yeah, I don't weigh myself. It's just, uh, you know, f- basically grab the tummy. There's far too much there that I'm, I'm not happy with. Now, in the past, I've possibly been able to train myself out of this in yeah. terms of going going long, going hard, whatever. Um, but at the moment, I'm only doing you know, moderate exercise. I do something every day, usually an hour to an hour and a half, um, but I'm not going to be able to train my way out of this so something else has to change. This also
0: long-term habits, real, isn't it? Because mm. you know, what we don't want... The, the problem with the person who trains weight is then you always have to train. Mm. And it's not that you don't always want to train, but at times, life's different. And, and then if... Like, then if suddenly you can't train the same amount, does that mean you're going to put on massive weight? Mm. You know, and that's not what we want. Um,
1: (coughs) Excuse me. Now, some of the stuff I'm going to say is sort of based around doing low-carb, high-fat, but I'm not going... Keto, I'm not going extreme low carb, high fat at all. Um, don't really follow that because A, I don't want to eat too much meat. Um, B, it's just sort of personal choice, environmental reasons and doesn't really fit in with the with the family as well. So, so some of the strengths for me are that rules and a plan work really, really well. Um, other things, we shop to a list and don't have lots of junk or rubbishy food, extra food around the house. So I love it that we really don't waste food. Do you, like, do you have menu aid? Sorry? No, we don't. Um, have no? I told you about it? Uh, yeah, I think you have. Before. Yeah, Joe yeah. loves it.
0: Yeah, it's four bucks a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Might I'm, I probably said the size? I might check it out. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, we, we basically shop to a list. At the end of the week, our fridge is empty yep. and nothing. Very very rarely we're we throwing in. They,
0: they say most people waste about twelve percent of food. Oh, it's insane. Something like, mate, that's not the number, but it's, yeah. it's no, a, it, is, you know, it is high.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, if you if you're shopping to a list and a plan. You shouldn't really have much left you over. You think shopping is
0: twenty let's say your average bill's now 250 bucks, three hundred bucks a week. If you're throwing no, away not
1: no, world, it's not what do, you, what do you pay for shopping? Uh I reckon we'd be spending five hundred a week. A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. So if you're mm. chucking away twelve percent of that's that's what fifty bucks, sixty bucks mm. wastage. Mm. Yeah. Do you spend five, we spend we'd budget two fifty and we'll go out for lunch. But that's mm. that's more of a treat. Mm. Um so we and, and Joe's very good at that. Two fifty yeah. works for us. No. We've only got two, you've got four. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so. you're a young man
1: young man no, no, well, I'm, 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 I'm saving some family some money at the moment um, uh, other strengths and weaknesses I work from home so it's a double edged sword but yep. then I can be really controlled about what I eat I think that
0: saves you money as well too mm. you know because you eat out mm. when you're at work
1: and luckily for me I don't really have a sweet tooth so I can easily go without any sweet tooth but you do have treats. a, have a, have a savoury a tooth savory, I've got a big savoury yeah. tooth <laughs> so I've got <laughs> got to go to the dentist every few months just to get it sort of ground down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I do like my savings. <laughs> and this rolls into my weaknesses. I love carbs um, and I love savoury savory stuff. He does. Give gives uh, you
0: a bag of chips that gone in a blink. Yeah.
1: Typically I'll eat till I'm really full and and because I've always been active, it's been a case of if I'm hungry, I'll generally eat something. Yep. Um, and so it's quite habitual for me just to be randomly eating Um. And why did I put this a weakness that I hate waste? Um, Maybe oh, you'll so eat, you'll yeah, it so because if, you eat. Yeah, if, if at the end of the meal there's food left over, I'm like, I'm eating that. I mean, that's not getting thrown out. <laughs> there's no way I'm eating it. Why,
0: why don't we just put it in container for lunch tomorrow? I, the,
1: well, that's that's one of the things I actually haven't put down here, but that's something that I do now um, is is leave something over for lunch the next day. Yep. uh so, okay, the, so what's the plan? General plan: eat less. Get, what do I mean by what, that? Yep. Um, reduce my portion sizes and avoid snacking. They're probably the two big things that I do in terms of eating. How do you yes. do that? Uh, well, a bit like don't go back for seconds, just at dinner time, request that I get a slightly smaller um, portion? portion and avoid snacking. I'll kind of go on to that in a minute. That's more about having some mental strength around that. Mm. Uh, definitely lowering my carb intake. And probably the number one thing that I do there is basically eliminate bread. Uh, I love bread, but for November, not happening. Uh, maybe at the weekend. How much bread would you have a week? Um, well, generally, I'd probably have a, some sort of sandwich at lunch and maybe some. Have you tried the, um,
0: the Freya's low-carb bread? No. Get
1: that? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, not this month, I'm okay, not. sorry. <laughs> sorry. You said no <laughs> so bread. The biggest thing for me, and I imagine a lot of people, if you cut bread out, that's a massive difference and that especially around lunch and breakfast can make a big big impact in terms of your carb intake if that's your objective to reduce that down. Um, Bevan was asking about the avoiding snacks and a big thing for me is just the mindset um, because I'm in that sort of habit, if you're hungry, tells my brain I need to go and eat something Um, and hunger I don't think is really a great indicator of whether you actually need something. Thirst is, like when you're in a race and you're thirsty, that is it. Fantastic indicator. You need to be drinking a little bit more. But if I'm hungry because I work at home, it's like I'm hungry. I'll go and eat something. But now I'll go. I'm hungry. Mm, it's ten thirty. I'll just wait out till lunchtime. I haven't got any particular training I need to be preparing for. It's just like okay, might be a little bit hungry. Go have a glass of water. Get back to work.
0: Do you do you eat at the same time every day?
1: Um, more or less. And even more. your snacks? Ah, uh, well, I don't. That's I don't snack at the moment. Uh, (laughs) traditionally (laughs) traditionally, um, no snacking will be on on demand as as, as required so so yes it's a big thing is is mindset it's like I'm feeling a bit hungry Uh, I don't really need to have some water carry on with work and soon enough you sort of forget about it if you keep yourself sort of busy and occupied um, and just push on I'm in a low training period if I had a key afternoon session coming up it might be slightly different so and that's a really important part is I'm not and a heavy load of training um we're very much on a plan monday through friday and then over the weekends i relax not because i need that mental relaxation it's more a case i'm just going to fit in with whatever's happening like if we're going out for lunch somewhere or we're going out for dinner or we're doing whatever then i'll just let that relax so monday but monday to, to friday afternoon it's pretty much staying on plan and um because I need my Friday afternoon chips, you know, that's yeah, my, my, my potato okay, chips. my Friday. Drink more water is a big thing for me. Um, so before every meal um, I'll definitely be having a big glass of water and that just helps uh, fill me up a little bit more. And then I do fit in with the family because uh, dinner is whatever we're having. Yep. So uh, general rules, reduce carbs, breads out, uh, minimize my carbs at uh, breakfast and lunch i um, not going keto, not measuring anything, not recording anything, just uh, sticking with uh, low carbs. Don't have any sweets or desserts um, whatsoever, except maybe once or so at the weekend. So no chocolate, no sweets, no desserts, anything like that. Um, I train fasted for, for pretty much all my sessions, So in the, but they're generally very early morning, like 5.30 Is swimming. that
0: something you, or is it what you always I do? It's
1: generally what I do, is, unless it's a really high intensity session. Yep. So I'll be getting up, a big glass of water go to the session, and then and then carry on afterwards. You're going to get different nutritionists saying what you should be doing yep. this, this way That's or the other. Know, yeah. This is just what I'm doing. Uh, and then don't have any alcohol Monday through Friday. And, then only, and is that traditional or is it new? Mm, I don't drink a lot during the week.
0: A lot of people, the alcohol is one of the big problems, isn't it? Like mm. a couple glasses of wine at night or, you know, it's every night.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for now, nothing except for the weekends. So p- people ask me what does a typical day look like? Early morning session, do it fasted, um, usually that's a swim, sometimes it's a bike run. Breakfast for me is a big glass of water and then I'll basically just have some berries, um, blueberries and maybe a mandarin in there and then a sprinkling of sort of nuts and seed cereal type stuff that we have just to give it a bit of, uh, bit of texture, some milk and quite a bit of uh, full fat Greek yoghurt and then if I need anything else it'll just be some peanut butter and cheese. That's breakfast and that'll get me all the way through to lunchtime. So minimal carbs in there. A little bit in my sort of nuts and seed mix which is sort of a muesli one we make at home but uh, bugger all. But the reasonable amount of fat in terms of the yogurt and if I am feeling Hungry? Then a little bit of cheese and peanut butter as well. Lunch again. Water. Started off with that, and then basically just get into routine between uh, alternating between scrambled eggs with cheese and avocado. Loving the price of avocados at the moment. Yes, yeah. yeah, avocado and to tomato on toast
0: this
1: morning. Oh, it's great. I love that. Uh, so either scrambled eggs with cheese and avocado, no carbs in there, um, or a salad with some sort of protein on it: eggs, halloumi cheese, tuna. Lettuce, carrot, lots of olive oil um, and some seeds or occasionally some leftovers. And again, my probably my snack if I need just to top anything off is a bit of peanut butter and, uh, and cheese. And then dinner is basically whatever the family has. So there's definitely some carbs in there but it's not usually too carb crazy. Um, we'll probably only have red meat once or twice a week, maybe chicken once or twice and the rest is veggie, vegetarians, veggie meals um and so the key areas where i think i see other people struggle um is they don't keep their vegetable intake up and then that's obviously not too healthy um be wary of too much fruit you know fruit's got quite a bit of carbs in it but um my opinion shouldn't, shouldn't yeah, outlaw it but a lot of people think oh, i'll have fruit smoothie all the time there's quite a bit of carbs in that so you just need to moderate your fruit intake uh the one that does get my goat is if if you drink um, pop, soda, whatever you want to call it, or energy drinks, monsters, anything like that, mm. just lose them. Yeah. It's like draw a line an in the sand. Easy, it's
0: an easy win. It's just like get off it. But even just go to diet free options.
1: Oh, well, just lose yeah, it. Yeah, no, but stop. Like, for, like, for
0: someone like me, I love my mm. Coke Zero. Mm. You know, like everyone's got their thing. And now for me, I have my Friday, Saturday strategy. <clears> now I used <throat> to love Coke and I just got to Coke Zero. Now it's some things. You know, like people don't want to lose. So mm. you know, like if you do want to have pop in your life, at least do the non non sugary versions.
1: But at least for this little period for me, if I was if I was but you're somebody, not a, you're not a big... I don't don't drink any of that shit. Yeah. Um but if I did, I'd be saying, For for this month, I'm off it. Yeah. Except maybe at the weekend like it might be instead of alcohol, you have yep. your, your coke and stuff. But just take your easy wins. Um likewise with dessert, just ditch it. But do you normally have dessert? No. Yeah. But a lot of people do. A lot of yeah, people have yeah. dessert most nights. Yeah.
0: Or, or, why am I four pieces of yeah, chocolate? Lose it. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. So, I, I don't have to lose weight. I'm yeah. all right. I'm keep
1: my chocolate. But <laughs> The, the li- little things that are like, do I need to be having that? If you're on a short-term fix like I am, it's like, lose it. Gone. Uh, habitual eating, gone. I'm trying, really trying hard not to do that. And then the other thing is that a lot of people do not have a meal plan or a daily plan. So my meal plan is basically repeated day after day. It's like, that basic breakfast with some berries, a little bit of um, nuts and seeds, and yo- quite a bit of yogurt, and then lunch, scrambled eggs or a salad, done. And then dinners, whatever. So that's it in a nutshell. Um, pretty straightforward, just requires a little bit of discipline. For me, once I get my weight down to the level that I'm happy with, then I kind of just sort of settle back. Just
0: rather this, is it worth having a, a healthy treat? Like for me, my four bit start chocolate night. It's, it's not going to make me put on weight. But I really enjoy it because it is that kind of deserved mm-hmm. thing at the end of the night. I, I freeze it. I normally suck it, so it takes me about 15 minutes to eat it. Like, is it worth having something in there that's a bit more like, hey, this is my one moment in a day as know. a part of the strategy?
1: I don't think so. I think okay. at the weekends, maybe. Um, but yeah, I just think if you can be really disciplined with things, you, f- I feel a bit better about it. It's like, sweet, I nailed everything today. A bit like my training. Um, nailed it. I'll get something at the weekend, so yeah, okay. but again, this is, a, for me, a short-term strategy.
0: When we're all different, this is the thing, is you, mm. you've got to, like for me, uh, to me, having four pieces of chocolate is a part of discipline, because mm. it's, you know, it, it, like for me, it never goes to five pieces, it never mm. goes to a whole block, mm. it's, there's a controlled level within it, but it still means I get a moment of a bit of a treat in my day,
1: mm. um, but so yeah. that's the thing, everybody's different, Yeah, but if you want to lose some weight, you've got to have a plan, and that's my plan for this month, November. No eating November. No eating. No no starvation. <laughs> it's a starvation diet. No, it's not really. I really don't get very hungry, but it's, uh, it's, I find this very effective. It just, it just
0: seems to me your weight come from absent-mindedness. Mm. And, and being, so, and and being and, a pig. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no,
1: pig. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I eat far too much. And I, I do, do on a Friday the and, and
0: a Saturday night. Mm. So Friday, my day off, I mm. eat. Too much. Now, admittedly, at the end of the day, I probably eat a bag of chips and a Snickers bar too much, mm. you know, because I have my normal meals. I'm just need to eat a little bit more in those meals, but uh, I'd eat less at night. And then I don't have breakfast on Saturday to kind of counter that. Mm-hmm. And but if we go out Saturday night, I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to eat mm. what I want to eat. But outside of that, I'm a really good eater. Okay, John, I'll be, have got a hot five here. We can, we can no, no, it's, uh, that's yeah, for the next it's future. It's... Okay, so Bibbins segment. Bedland segment. <laughs> so um, where do I start? One thing I do, my, I'm going to show John, John a photo.
1: Give, give us the title of your segment. Um, what, are we, what are we discussing?
0: How to be a higher level self. There we go. So if you look here, John, you just, can you see that photo there? Those photos there. Tell, describe what those photos are.
1: Uh, I'm, oh, that's a Bevan as a youngster. Bevan as a mm, now, now, and then Bevan as an old person. He's, so he's done some AI sort of picture of himself. Yeah. Is that what you did with that?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, right. some app. So basically, as a part of my Bevan book, I. I, the last thing is a picture, the last piece is a picture saying you are alive to must myself to live today well, but then I have these pictures of me through life. So one is me, I think I'm probably six or seven here, one me now, and one is like an 80-year-old version of me. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of used that tool as a tool just to kind of kind of go remember to live life well, and at mm-hmm. each time you want to make sure you live life well. And then recently, I and the old version of me was always this kind of looking back kind of love. Mm-hmm. It was kind of looking back on me, kind of being, oh, you'll be right, mate. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of a bit of a pat on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I've shifted how I've seen it. So now, when I look at the, literally, it's a picture of me as in like an eighty-year-old man, and looking old and you know wrinkly and all the rest of it. And now, what I've started doing is going, man, imagine what that guy's going to be like if I keep continuing to grow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like imagine what 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 like I think as a musician, that's forty years or thirty-five years from now. Mm. If I keep playing a piano each day for an hour. And I keep trying to get better.
1: You're a pro. You?
0: Like, like, seriously, but yeah. not just in that, in all areas of life. And so one thing I'm really big on is this idea of growth. And so, um, and, and maybe a good way to start this, think of any time in your life, John, and as you're listening to this, mm-hmm. think about this well, any time in your life where you've gone to the next level. Now, obviously, you're going to have lots of Iron Man moments, but what's another area mm. of your life where you've grown in, in, in some way? Another uh, t- a time.
1: Well, com- coming back and doing some nutritional study.
0: Okay, great, mm. great. And when you do an Ironman, it's a growth moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's one thing, when, wh- why, when you hit those moments, are you successful?
1: Uh, planning and hard work.
0: Okay, great. And that's kind of the answer, isn't it? So mm. when anybody grows, there's different formulas in different areas of the life. Mm-hmm. But the one area that everybody does the same thing is everyone puts more effort in. Mm-hmm. Growth, needs more effort the problem is is most people aren't very good at effort mm. and so when we think about effort um like and, and the way I like to think about it is that most days are the same thing you know most days like we I always think about I don't believe in the concept of fortune tellers but in a way we are fortune tellers of the next short period of time so if you think mm. about the rest of your day you can kind of see what you can see it right now can't you mm. you know and and the reason it is is because most of our days are a bit like yesterday Mm -hmm. You know most of our days are a bit of a repeat within there and so and the nice thing about the way the human Works is that that makes life easy because most of it's just the thing we've done in the past There's a lot of habit around Mm it, but if we want to grow as a person We have to do things. We don't know and we have to do things to a level where uncomfortable So what we need to get great at is effort, you know, Mm -hmm. like if we want to be good if we want to be if I want to be the old man who not just looks at me now and goes, man, you're going to be all right, but also is like a bloody legend in mm-hmm. the areas that are important to me, which are music, business, fitness, family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. You, know, I want to, you know, I want to be the guy who's 80 who's still majorly in love with my wife and people go, man, aren't they the most lovely couple? Mm-hmm. So the thing about that is, again, going back to the kind of, it takes effort. Now, with this in mind, and I may have talked about this in the past, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper into it. So to me, I see there's four types of effort in life. Mm-hmm. So the first type of effort is what I call goal setting effort. The effort it takes to say, here's where I am today and here's where I want to be in this short period of time. Um, we all know, now some people say I hate doing goals, but you could just say a growth pathway. So mm-hmm. right now, you've put a bit of effort into losing weight. Mm-hmm. It's a goal-setting effort, isn't it? Mm. At the end of November, you want to lose your, that, that grab flavor, whatever you call it. So that's the effort it takes. Now, the problem is everyone knows that if they were to put a growth pathway in front of them, they'd have a better chance of getting to where they want to get to. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. guarantee it, but there's a higher chance. Mm. Problem is, most people don't do that. So most people know they should set goals, but they don't put the time aside. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, when I went to Bali... I set basically I'd spend about six to eight hours over a three day period mm-hmm. doing my goals for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Now when we think of the time frame of six months, eight hours is a, a drop in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. And why don't they do it? Because it takes a bit of effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, we're not we gonna fit in. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm uncomfortable doing it. And so the the thing that will help you progress and grow doesn't happen because it takes a bit of effort. So the first kind of effort I always think about is growth pathway effort. Are you, are you stopping every moment in your life? For me, it's a kind of a, a six month process. Yep. So Every six months I'll redo my goals and I've got a real process I'll work through to do that. So are you stopping every so often and saying, okay, here's where I am right now, doing some reflection, asking some questions, where do I wanna grow, what's my pathway? That's the first type of effort. The next type of effort is what I call before the moment effort. So before the moment effort, and I know I always get given shit is my weekly meeting. Yep. And my morning meeting. Yep. So two things I do each week is my weekly meeting. And even Joe and I have started doing a weekly so I can do attendance with her now. Yeah. So I do Joe, my, present. Yep, yep. Bevan, present. So so I What's do What's your cat's name? Uh Tabster. Tapster, the tapster no, or not? T- t- no. Well, no Tabster. No, 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 get out. Get out and shut the door. <laughs> so um so I love this idea and I've probably said this on the show in the past. How often do you go to be 100% satisfied with your day? Mm-hmm. Like you've not just you've trained well, you've nailed every component of your day. Hmm. You know you've eaten well, you've connected well, you've trained hard, you've worked with focus. And if you're listening to this right now, in your mind, what percentage number would you give yourself? Like for you, what would you give yourself?
1: I think it'd be the standard bell curve. So what number would you? So give? that would be you know a, what what is a small percentage? You know, five percent. Amazing. Yep. Ten percent, really good. Lots of average in the middle, and yep. then down the other end, you got the shitty so, days. Okay,
0: so, here, so the question is: Is how often are you going to be one hundred percent? So you'd probably say one hundred percent satisfied, probably twenty percent. <sighs>
1: That'd be a stretch. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: So, um, I'm going to be really honest here, and I'm not trying to sound up myself, but I think I go to be one hundred percent satisfied on my day about eighty percent of the time.
1: Right.
0: Now, the question, of, the, the 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 next question is: Is that a fluke? Or is that something you create? Mm -hmm. You know, like if I go to be 100% satisfied with my day, is it just that I kind of fluked or just that I was a bit of an outlier? Or is this something I can consistently create in my life? Now, when I say I go to be 100% satisfied with my day, it's not a fluke. It's something I create in my life. Mm -hmm. And if I go back to my weekly meeting and my morning meeting, these are what I call before the moment efforts. So my weekly meeting, I sit down, I do reflection questions on the last week. So what I do well in last week, what were my objectives I do, I read my Bevan book, which is a real My Bevan books, basically a book, which is just reminding me of who I am as a person, what's important to me right now and what I want to grow. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I look at the, the six different areas of my life. So it's music, business, investing, my wife, personal friends and family. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the areas I'm trying to grow in. I look at my goals and then I say, in the next seven days, based on the time I have in these areas, what do I want to achieve? So like this week, I've got five hours to play piano. Mm-hmm. And what do I want to achieve in those five hours? So it might be, okay, my grade three, I want to do a bit of sight reading work. I want to bang, bang, bang. So in my business this week, okay, I've got, we're doing, we're doing a new product right now. So how do I make sure? So each area, there's kind of a look at how much time I have in each area. And then of that time, how, what do I want to achieve out of it? Mm -hmm. so for example my body right now it's doing my knee work and just maintaining my base fitness you know, because I'm getting a knee operation soon. With Joe, um, it's having our weekly meeting, and um, we're doing some intimacy stuff. Um, we're doing uh, also some stuff around. I don't know about that yeah, yet. But, but you know what? Intimacy is a lot of problems for relationships, relationship, oh, isn't yeah, it? yeah, you know what I mean. And we work on it. Yeah, you know, like this is something we're working on because it's important for our relationship. And and when we first started working on it, it was really uncomfortable because mm. it was that thing we didn't want to talk about. Mm. And then we were like, no, this is, this is important for our relationship. And so so then I do so I go through this process all the areas. Then on the, in the morning, I get up, I put some music on, I read my book again. I look at my calendar, oh, and then I, the last thing on my Sunday morning is I, I plan out my calendar. Mm-hmm. And my calendar is not just work; it's from the moment I wake up to the moment where I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's covering friends, it's covering all those areas. Then when I wake up in the morning, I read, I, I put some music on, I read my a book, I look at my objectives, I look at my calendars, then I do my daily list. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think, when I said before, I go to be one hundred percent, eighty percent satisfied with my day. It's not a fluke. I've created it. Yeah. And some other cool tools I've added within this is, and and this is all about before the moment effort. So in the moment before moment effort is I have a tool I call my defining moments. So when I'm doing that daily scan in my morning, I, I ultimately think most day have three or four moments that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you win those moments, that's the satisfying day. So it might be, You've got to do, you know, so much FTP on the bike. Yep. It might be you've got to have a hard conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. It might be that, you know, you've got to do a focused bit of work that you know is going to be real, and you just feel like you're not up to it yet. Mm. You might have to do a public talk, you know. Most days are a habit of yesterday, but there's two mm. or three moments that if you win them. Mm. So what I'm doing in my morning process is I'm scanning my whole day, and I go, where are those two or three moments that if I were to win them, I'd feel on top of my day? And then what I'm doing is I'm doing mental prep for those moments. So I'm visualizing, I'm doing mindset focus. So I'm, what are my strategies to make me win those moments? So that's a really cool tool that I love. And then the other thing around this is this kind of concept of setup behaviors. So like I know a great day also has seven hours, a so good night's sleep for me. So my setup behavior is go to bed at 8.30, leave my phone out in my bedroom, pick up my book. Mm. so I'm identifying my setup behaviours as well now all what I've shared before with you right now is what I call before the moment effort so before the moment effort is my weekly meeting my morning meeting, my defining moments if I'm going to do a training session like one thing I do when I play piano now which I've just started doing is I sit down and go in the next hour what's the objectives I want to achieve Mm -hmm. so that's before the moment effort now if you can become, I reckon this is actually maybe the most powerful effort you could have in life if you can have the life of before the moment effort where it's a part of your day-to-day life, you just progress so much faster because we all are better if we can win the moment before we experience the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, let's say you're going up to the kitchen and, and you're thinking, okay, how do I make sure I eat healthy as I go up to the kitchen and I just grab that glass of water and don't get a snack this time. Mm. Instead of walking into the kitchen and aimlessly looking hate. in the cupboard, mm. do you think you'd be more successful? Totally. You know, and that's what before the moment effort is all about. The next one is what we call in-the-moment effort. Now, in-the-moment effort, particularly in moments of growth, so this is where we are uncomfortable, is the ability to stay in uncomfortable. Mm. So it's when you're doing the hard-running set, instead of going, oh, bugger it, I can't be bothered tonight, I'll just take it a bit easier. Mm. Or, again, when you've got to have that hard conversation going, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm. Or... It's, it's whenever you're doing the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable as a person. And unfortunately for a lot of people, they talk themselves out of uncomfortable before they experience it. So, you know, I'll just do it an easy run tonight. Mm. Or when they get to uncomfortable, they're not very good at staying in the place where their real growth happens. And so what we're trying to learn is what is the tools that help us stay better at staying and uncomfortable, particularly in moments of growth. So, and this is one tool I've added to my life recently. It's been really interesting. So I started doing this with piano. I've actually kind of expanded to areas. So what I realized, I did not did a self-assessment on myself around my piano playing. And I realized that in an hour playing, growth time was probably 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, it was literally 10 minutes because I'd basically piss around. There's no real structure. I When it got uncomfortable, i get distracted by my phone or, or mm. I just do something else so I kind of set my objective how do I spend more, more time and growth time on the piano so first of all all those things I do beforehand so my weekly meeting my objectives and the objectives before I start Yeah. and now what I've started doing is each task I'm doing on my watch I set a timer and I go okay you're going to be doing sight reading for the next 15 minutes when you're doing sight reading here's the two things you're trying to focus on so it might be holding your pulse doing the right prep and actually just doing it slowly enough to do it right. Because so those are three things I'm going to focus on. I put my watch on, and I'm just trying to stay focused on staying in those places. And I've found it's a really powerful tool, and so much so that I've actually started spending, expanding it to my workday. So now what I do is I actually do like I'm doing. I'm working for an hour. Here's what you've got to do for the next hour. And like, let's say I want to, oh, there's an email I need to do. Put it aside. Go back to your time. You're not allowed to look at that until mm. the clock's come down. And what I'm trying to learn is – how do I stay in the thing that's uncomfortable when distraction is trying to pull me out or when I'm just trying to be pulled out of it? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also doing an exercise. So like the other day, I did a really hard circuit session at the gym. And I was like, okay, here's my focus for the next period of time in the exercise. And when the moment was getting harder, how do I stay in it? And this is the, what, this, what before in the moment effort is because before the moment effort, get you ready to to win the moment, mm-hmm. but you still need to be good at in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to think about are what tools help you stay in the moment. So the to me, understanding what I'm trying to do and setting the time frames. And and the other thing I've done is when I'm in that place, I'm learning to love uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So because it is uncomfortable, you know, it's like and I what I'm I, what I'm kind of doing is I'm kind of going to the old guy again. I'm going this old guy's gonna love that I stayed in this moment, yeah. you know, because he's going to do that thing. So um, what you're trying to do in the moment is you're trying to learn how do I get better at staying and uncomfortable for the time frames I've set for myself. Now, things we can do is like my my focus tools, understanding your objectives. I, I'm liking the watch thing that works really well. And exercise, it can be things like motivational tools. So if, if you know you like music or if you know you have affirmations or so on, but the better you can get better at staying and uncomfortable and uncomfortable around growth the more you're going to grow
1: and when you bring that into exercise it's who likes doing an FTP test not many no, no. but the more you practice it you might do 14 minutes really good and then six minute crap and then you just slowly progress and yeah. get a little bit better and if you've done all that and if you've done all that prep beforehand mm. like how many people
0: actually have a mental prep session before they do an exercise session mm. no one or not mm. not no one but not many mm. and if you were to spend and that's what I've like even me just doing my objectives for the piano that's my mental prep Mm-hmm. you know okay here's what you're doing for the next hour it takes me two minutes mm-hmm. but the return on investment for the next hour is huge now that's in the moment effort and let going go back to before the moment effort i go to be one 80 100 certified a day about 80 percent of the time the the time investment is 90 90 minutes a week Mm-hmm. So the weekly meeting, the morning meeting And a bit of processes before things Takes me 90 minutes mm. now, How many hours are there in a week? There's probably 150 hours I don't know mm. So for 90 minutes That return on investment is huge So that's what before the and In the moment effort often takes a little bit of time But it's more about staying uncomfortable So it's a bit mm. different in time frames The last type of effort is what I call evolution effort Now this is a much bigger effort It's like when you did your nutrition study mm. So it's, you know, for me it's doing my grades on the piano So this is, I'm this level of a person right now in this area, I want to be a much higher level, and I'm going to use maybe things like formal study, or I'm going to get mentorship, so that's, it's a much bigger effort, but if you've got an area of your life that you want to be an absolute legend at, you know, if you want to be the greatest coach in the world, Mm -hmm. well you would be doing studying every year, you would Mm -hmm. be doing these things, so it would be a commitment to an evolution effort. Now that does take more time and commitment, but that's it, so... Now, these to re- recap in this area here, to me, there's four types of it. The goal-setting effort, and as you're listening to this, are you putting time aside? Are you putting six hours aside every three or four months to do that reflection, ask some questions, put a pathway in front of you? And then there's the before-the-moment effort. For me, it's about 90 minutes a week, mm-hmm. but the return on the investments, and here's a really interesting example, and I may have talked about this in the past. One time I didn't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I never not do it nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. when you know when you start a new habit, you kind of do it, you don't do it? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then eventually I got to the point where I was like, I'm an idiot not to do it. And there was one time I didn't do it. And the next week I was just like, I, I was the 20% version of myself. Yeah. You know, and one thing that was really interesting to me this week is weak thoughts were in my head all week. And the great example of that is my Coke Zero. So my Coke Zero, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, I can drink as much as I want. Any other week, I don't drink it. Yeah. The thing about that strategy for me is, I never think about drinking Coke Zero outside of Friday or Saturday. Mm. Like, it doesn't even pop into my head. The week I didn't do my weekly meeting, my daily tools... You're on it all bloody day. No, I didn't drink it, nah. but the thought was in my head all the time. Right. You know, and what was happening was because I didn't have good structures, weak thoughts were in my head more often. And, and, and then we have that kind of mental fatigue of resistance. Mm. So it was just a really fascinating thing. Now, then there's in the moment. So when we think of time and reward, huge. Now, ultimately, what I've done well is created structures to be good at these things. Mm. You know, like, when you think about it, my weekly meetings, is a structure that makes sure I put effort in often. And I think if you're listening to this right now, and I, I know that I'm quite advanced at this because I've done it for so long, What the, if I could say anything, is block out, block out 30 minutes a week for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just start with what I do well last week and where's are some areas I can improve on this week. Like, you can go much deeper and ask much bigger questions and look at your goals and objectives and so on, But if you start with that and then say, I want to evolve this process, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you'll get better at effort. And if again, if you want to succeed to higher levels in life, you've got to become a master of effort. But the most important thing is you've got to create the structures that allow you to become good at effort. Mm. And that's what I've learned in my evolution as a person that ultimately I've just got great structures and then be disciplined to the structures because the flow and effect is absolutely huge. So, you know, if you listen to this, those would be the four things. Goal setting, before the moment, in the moment, evolution, what are the structures? And if you're listening to this right now going, I would like to try this, literally book out 30 minutes, put some time aside, put some reflection questions in, look to the seven days in front of you and then think about where I want to grow.
1: Thank you, Bevan. I think a lot of people out there, everyone who does a sport, is hard workers. So I think yeah. parts of this are going to be pretty straightforward. It's yeah. that sometimes it's that first little step, or just adding some structure around. Um,
0: well, and, and sometimes the downfall of the sports person is we neglect other areas of our life. Hmm. Like how many Iron Men have broken up relationships? Hmm. You know, because we just we, we we're kind of good at one thing. Hmm. And I think the most important part of this is it's all of life. You know, hmm. like it's all of life. It's not just hey. Um, I'm, here's how to be a great worker or here's how to be a great athlete it's how to be a great person so yeah so there you go that's you go. Bevan's segment so or, pe- oh, people sorry.
1: have been great people this week Winner of the week, week. Okay. We, we're going number we're going to try number 70 okay here we go someone we know why 70 someone we know is turning 70 uh, on the 12th of the 12th of the 12th that? I think Is that double D? Might be double D. <laughs> uh, Brad Fiore. Brad Law, eleven hours and fifty three minutes. Uh, one hour fifty minutes swimming, eight hours fifty one on the bike, and one hour ten minutes of running. Um, it's from ten exercises. And Brad is from Christchurch, or he just lives just outside Christchurch. She's originally from the UK. Oh, wow. Um, and lives in Pegasus. Haven't seen him for bloody years. Yeah, haven't seen him for years. Looks like he's had uh, a really good November. Uh, not so much happening for a couple of weeks there in October. So his little graphs are up and down quite a bit. Recently been tramping by the look of it up in uh, Mount Oxford. Brett, his little dog. we love
0: your dog, but I want to see a photo of you. <laughs> like he's got photos of his dog, loves his dog, obviously. Yeah. And, and his profile photo, you can't really see him. I'm trying to figure out if I know him.
1: Would I not? Uh, probably not. Okay. He hasn't been doing tri-fur for, for, for quite a while. Okay. Um, his longest bike ride that he's got recorded on here is 121.8 kilometers with his biggest climb 888 meters. And where did he do his 121 kilometers? He did it around, or oh, he did the Lake Hawia Contact epic mountain bike race. So it wasn't just doing 121 kilometres, it was doing it on a mountain bike. It took him 7 hours and 2 minutes, 2,300 metres of uh, elevation. So it's a really cool bike race. Never, never done it, got no idea actually um, what, it's, what it's like but lots of people give good feedback. So if you've ever been to Wanaka which is um, where they have the challenge race in New Zealand, nice big lake, there's another lake that you kind of tip, the edge of um, where there's a dam in Lake Hawea and the mountain bike race basically does a lap of that lake. So Brad, um, Brad Law, very nice work. You are our wanger of the week. week.
0: Okay, Jonbo, quiz question. Top five Kona and Nice male and female getters for 2023. Okay, let's do this. Let's go Nice first. Nice. So So It was was the Germans, wasn't
1: it? We we had Sam Laidlow first. Yep. We had uh, Patrick Langer running his way into second. Pretty sure we had... Um, Didn't he get third? No, he ran into oh, second. A- I'm sure he ran into okay. second. And then we had... Um, pretty sure we had Magnus Ditlev yeah, in fourth. But well, who was third? And Magnus Ditlev was third, sorry, I think. And then then I reckon we had some Frenchies. So I'm going for um, for fifth place... I'm going to go for Clement Mignon, who was the athlete that was leading early on the bike with uh, with Sam Laidlow. So that's who I'm going for. And let's see. Okay, i got it
0: here. i got it here. I, I, yep. I'm not going to guess because I'm, I'm fascinated. Okay, so the man, who did you say?
1: I said Clement Mignon. No,
0: Leon Chevalier.
1: Oh, uh, well, I was French. I was yeah, right yeah, nationality. Yeah, no, you got that right. Kim and Myung's faded to ninth place. It wasn't with Germans; it was more mainly French. Frenchies. Yeah. yeah, the Frenchies. So Leon Chevalier was fifth at the Ironman World Championships in Nice. I wonder if anybody got that. We yeah. had him on the show last. I think last year he was a nice guy.
0: I guess, okay, so then we
1: then we went to the females. Was it Chasey,
0: Chelsea Sudaro?
1: uh I reckon she was more like seventh oh, or yeah, eighth. I, don't know if she was. I reckon it might have been Daniela Reif.
0: Oh, because no, was she fourth?
1: I reckon she was. So fifth. Lucy
0: was first. Anne Hug was second. Who got third?
1: Um Laura Phillip got That's third. Right. And Okay, you might be I right. reckon
0: i went. Okay. I went oh no, you got it. I did. And Chelsea got sixth. Six.
1: Yeah. Who was fourth? Uh Taylor Nib Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Taylor Nib Laura Phillip, yeah. yeah. She hasn't been done long enough for us no. to, to <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> there you go So we're pretty close. Well so you
0: were with the men, I wasn't anywhere with the men.
1: I didn't I didn't get the men. I got the nationality, that was about it. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Uh but I did get the females. So wonder wonder how um Danielle Reef is feeling about that right now knowing I'm never going back to Kona it's basically you don't think she'll go back no she said she's not oh okay there you go so she said she, she's probably going to do world champs next year but uh, and was it, and it was a good performance but not a great performance by her I wonder how she's feeling right now especially
0: because she did the rote but was rote the problem
1: rote probably was a problem especially if like yes, she's was be was older.
0: next level like she was just annihilated yeah. everybody but that's the thing is, like she could have done it and mm. Kona,
1: yeah, she has she had the you
0: know like to put. If she'd done the rope day she would have done it.
1: Yeah, if I was in that position, or you, you you would just want to have your ultimate race. And I think I'd say she probably at some stage in those ones had her ultimate race in Kona. We're going shit. I couldn't have done much better than that.
0: Oh, over over a time, yeah. Oh no, she would have. And and yeah.
1: likewise in rope, you'd be going. Maybe I didn't get in Kona, but shit, that rope performance was. Yeah, I couldn't. You know, she won, the she's won, four world championships. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm never very good at those things. Yeah, I think she's won four. She's got a few seventy point threes as well. Yeah. So there you go. That was because just placers.
0: She, she won three corners and then she won the St George.
1: Um, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. So I think she's won four. So and there's a moment there you thought she was going to be a bit like Chrissy, go on, or even like Pauline mm. Uvafraser, where she was just going to dominate. And that first period, she was just so domineering, wasn't mm. she? And then and then we started to see a few chinks in the armour and then it's kind of been a bit like hit or miss. Mm. And that's where this corner was different because it wasn't really hit or miss. It was just kind of okay. Anger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. okay, uh, your swim set. Swim set today, 450 metres warm up, which was 100 freestyle, 25 back, 25 breasts, then 800 pull doing hypoxic 357. So it's 50 metres three-stroke breathing, 55 and 57-stroke breathing. Main set, 9 times 200 uh, on the 3 minutes 20 descending 1 to 3 4 to 6 5 to 4 to 6 7 to 9 so that's one steady one moderate one hard uh then two well we were going to do 225s underwater but tom said to me should I try doing a fifty underwater Did today? You do it? <clears throat> and cause he wants to thinks he can do it. And I'm like, if you want to try, and I said, okay, I'll give it a go as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and haven't done haven't done much of it lately. Because you've got to turn as well, don't you? The, the turn's actually the good part, because you're looking forward to it, and then you turn and you get you know, a good push, push off, off the yeah. wall. You've got five metres free. So I got about halfway back, so I probably got about thirty seven meters or so. But that last quarter is that's like <laughs> next step. That is so hard. Um <laughs> But it's, I, I enjoy doing it because you've just got to just deep breathing before you start. Try to calm yourself as much as possible. Be super streamlined and just relax all the way through, so you get so to what, the So
0: when you when you're doing it, so because I was thinking your movement patterns. So you, you you're not diving. Are no, you push start. So you push start, mm-hmm. and so you're going under. So what do you, like breaststroke?
1: I'm, I'm doing breaststroke pull-out. So arms go out the front, pull all the way down to your hips. So oh, so you go forward and down. Yeah, all the way down. So like a breaststroke pull-out, if you see people doing breaststroke races, um, do a full pull-out, and you and then you glide, and then I have to do a weird kick. I kind of do a combo of a breaststroke freestyle kick okay. for whatever reason. It's just something's developed. And then you're gliding. So the glide is a big part And how often
0: of it. Will you, So so how long will you glide for?
1: Um...
0: So you're not trying to do lots of fast arm movements? No,
1: no, you're trying to stay as relaxed. And basically, as soon as you feel yourself slowing down, then, you, then you're then you sliding those hands back up and then just going another pull. But you've got to stay streamlined, got to stay relaxed. And yeah, I like it. How long did Tommy go? He's been a bit sick, so I think he stopped at 25, but he okay. wants to build up for it.
0: Now, how much time are you holding your breath for, do you think?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I would probably estimate... Uh, at least thirty seconds, probably closer to forty, I would have thought like they do that breathing technique, don't they mm, there's lots of things you can do, yeah, William Truebridge is the Kiwi guy that's got lots of those underwater records, and like they can hold them for oh, like like twenty for minutes.
0: something, something, something. something
1: like mental, yeah, so, did you
0: see there was a moment here in New Zealand, he became a bit of a star, really, and they on the news in the morning, they had one doing one of his attempts, mm-hmm. and he didn't make it, I remember, and I was watching it and like, he literally looks like he's dying. Like, he, f- oh, he basically yeah. went to what is it, There's a word for it, but basically, he's fainting. Yeah. And the people had to grab him and put the oxygen yeah. on him and yeah. <laughs> like a bat. Yeah. yeah. Underwater, if the water goes down the wrong way, like yeah. game over. Yeah. It's crazy those sports where death is a real option. Yeah. You know, like
1: mountaineering and stuff for I me, mean, yeah. it's like
0: not happening. What do you think about the backyard marathons? Like, where they've got the Sam, Sam Harvey.
1: Each their own. You're ruining your body for sure. I yeah. mean, I know we're sort of ruining our body, but that stuff is yeah. That's not you're not you're not walking with. Because this 60. young Kiwi
0: boy he actually started with, he started running with us.
1: He did a few of my events. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And he um and he, he became world class very quickly. Mm. Um, and he just he, what's the, they had the big one back
1: out ultra world championships. Yeah,
0: and he kind of got he kind of blew out with maybe in the sixth spot or seventh spot, which is hey, unbelievable. Uh, but he I think he did too many because he ended up doing like mm. five and. A year or something, and mm. they run it and you're doing like how many hours? 18? Oh, it's like, it's at,
1: least, it's at least a couple of days, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They, they run, I've got respect for them. I think it's amazing, but they're not going very quickly. Oh, just, no. Just six jog, what, six, jog, six and, jog, and a half K an
0: hour. In. Yeah. I think it is, or yeah. 6.8 or something like that. Yeah. No. Not, it's not just my It's like an of interesting tea. mind game, isn't it? Because you're mm. not trying to get somewhere, you're just trying to survive. Mm. And, or it's basically the five, five of the fittest. Mm. Years ago when I was a kid, Stephen King had a book called The Longest Walk. It was one of his beachman books which he when he wrote under a different name. Uh, and the concept was every country had to send a couple kids. And it was basically, it was backyard ultra really. It was basically you had to keep walking and if you stop once, you got a warning. Mm. You stop the well, second time, they killed you. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the ultimate backyard yeah. marathon.
1: It's One of the cool things about our sport and in a lot of these individual sports, or no, uh, endurance sports, is not many, you're not a loser. Like yeah. when you play tennis... You lose basically every week.
0: Yeah. Or well, if you're bad at it.
1: Well, no, you, there's only one person that's going to win the tournament, isn't oh, there? Oh, you mean, okay, yeah, So yeah, at yeah. some stage along that journey, you're losing. Yeah. Um, and it's with those backcard ultras, everyone loses except the winner. Yeah. I find that pretty tough.
0: Yeah, but it's, isn't it more just about seeing where you go? Mm, you'd hope so. At the end of that book, which I really enjoyed it, it was one of the first books I really ever read. Um, the guy who wins kind of just loses his mind anyway. <laughs> yeah, so he wins and he just keeps walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it a good book. Um, okay, John, let's say thank you to our patrons. Uh, John the Mincer Muncy, We've got uh, David Trimmer And
1: Jonathan the Squeeze Huddleston.
0: Okay, do you guys, if you want to become a patron of the show, go to www.imtalk.me. You can see it's pretty obvious on the page, and we really do appreciate the people who are patrons. If you're sitting on the fence, just do it. Yeah. Get, on, just, it. Just Get it. on it. Just do it. Get on it. Just do it. Also, if you want some coaching, check out Coach John Youson or his Epic Camps, epiccamp.com. That's Uh For anything I do, com For content, send it to imtalkpodcast at gmail.com. John, you Oh, goss.
1: Kids, are, Tom's finished school. Going, well, I'm going tramping this weekend. What week, year is he now? He's 12. Year 11. Got oh. exams coming up. How's he feeling? He's okay, but it's like, it's not back Like, back in our day, Bevan, pressure was on when the exams were happening these days. So, like, we have already passed for year.
0: Oh, so the, the, it's okay. Like, so, it's more just topping up now, is it? Yeah. So... I never really tried. I, I, there's a reason I, loved I failed. exams. Oh, did you?
1: Well, no, I didn't, wouldn't say I loved exams, but it's because I was an athlete. I, I performed better at exams relative to other people because... I was an athlete and you sort of can handle the pressure. Yep. You're building up and you're ready for it. It's a bit like a race. Yep. Whereas you see some people going like oh, completely white and you're like, good luck in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of kids don't even need to go to the exams over here because they've already passed. And So for so, in New
0: yeah. Zealand, basically, you kind of get merits as you're working through the year. So as you, it's kind of, I like the idea. It's If you can prove you've done something, then mm. you kind of get a
1: tick and you move on. Mm. Um, and so, which is probably more real world. It is, but it's also good to have be in a pressure situation. Yeah, it, it seems true. like we're trying to take people out of pressure situations, um, which are, yeah.
0: Gladwell did a really interesting podcast on um, the entrance exam to maybe a medical or law school in America, and he was just saying it's so stupid because the skills that you're testing aren't mm. actually what you need in your in your mm. career, mm. and so it cuts out a lot of kids who it would, aren't would actually good. yeah yeah mm. because they're not they're not. The skill sets aren't, because mm. really you just need to be good at the exam and mm. what they talk about. And it was a really interesting podcast. Mm. Oh, yep. So. That's about it. So you're going on a tramp. Going, are going on a tramp.
1: On... Going to Lake Sumner for a couple of days with the fellas. So that'll be good times. Um, and that's about it. Bevan, what about for you?
0: Went to the Breakers of Porno and the Boys on um, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Never been to the Breakers before. Mm-hmm. The Breakers right. are New Zealand's basketball team in the Australian League. So they're like our premier basketball team outside of our <laughs> national team. And uh, tell you what, Basketball do a great job Of entertainment Mm -hmm. Now we won the game And it was quite a good game So that was good as well But it wouldn't have mattered If you didn't Mm -hmm. Like you are being Entertained DJ pumping music The whole time Yeah an MC guy He's on the mic Even when they're playing He's on the mic Yeah Awesome for kids Like the kids are just You know Running around the stadium Having fun And and whenever there's a break
1: Something's happening on the court Yeah Like it's Pure entertainment Mm. You know It was a skill level Did you think that That was very impressive Or not
0: Um yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was there was one player who was in the me. <laughs> it was really, he was really short, mm. and so he was a bit like, "Did you ever play Jonah Marupi?" No. Oh, Jonah Marupi was the best game ever on the PS Place, the first PlayStation. Yeah. And they had, yeah, if you got Jonah, you could just basically run through anyone. And he was yeah. bigger than everyone else. But then they always had this midget guy yeah. who could run. He was faster. Right. You yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so. Uh, And there's this one guy on the breakers team who was a bit like that and he was fast
1: but he just never,
0: he always missed his shots so he was doing my head in. But no, the gameplay was was obviously not NBA level but it was, you didn't feel it was poor level. Mm. Yeah. But it was purely entertainment and then on Saturday night, a big weekend for me. I've been a bit... big weekend. Well, because we, Joe and I had four weekends. We'd watch the news on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. And I said, babe, we're not watching the news this Saturday night. <laughs> you know, like, come on, babe. <laughs> now, Millie is because often there was rugby on in the morning, so yeah. we kind of had a quiet Saturday night. A, news on Saturday night is a waste of time anyway. Yeah. But it was like, babe, we can't watch the news five Saturday nights <laughs> in a row. So, so then on Saturday night, we caught up some mates. We went to the, Have you been to the church? No There's a new bar In town called The Church And it's, it's an old church On Manchester Street mm-hmm. And it's quite deceptive Because from the outside It looks like a really Miniature church And mm. then you go in And it's big Considering how look, small It looks on the outside mm. So we went there And then we went To some Mexican place For dinner And so Very social weekend For me John Nice Very good Yep, I'm, I didn't get the five News nights Nice I contained it Right let's wrap it up
1: I'm Russ I'm Kia